0: Yahoo! Daily Fantasy is starting the year off hot. Every day they're running a $100,000 fantasy basketball contest that has zero management fee. That means Yahoo! is making nothing on this contest. Fewer players equals better odds for you. More than one in five people who play will double their money. Not a bad way to kick off the new year. There's a limit of 10 entries per person, so don't miss these contests. Go to yahoo.com slash daily fantasy. Use promo yahoo25 when you make your first deposit for $25 in free play. Hotel Tonight makes it easy to book awesome hotels at amazing rates. They're like a matchmaker between top-rated hotels with unsold rooms and people who want to book those rooms. And Hotel Tonight isn't just for last-minute bookings. You could book tonight, tomorrow, and beyond. It's perfect for planners, procrastinators, and everyone in between. Find sweet deals at cool hotels you'll actually want to stay at. Go to hoteltonight.com or download the app now. Basketball is very good. Jimmy Butler is actually a good teammate. Sabonis is the most important front court pacer. De'Aaron Fox is better than Donovan Mitchell. Basketball is very good. Hello and welcome to the Ringer NBA show. This is the Group Chat.
1: Group Chat
0: <laughs> <laughs> That is Haley O'Shaughnessy. I'm sure I
1: would do that better than you.
0: You did it really well. Thank I you. appreciate that. Thank you. Also, as always, follow getting. I'm never gonna try to do that one. That's great. We uh, we like you just the way you are, Apollo. Perfect.
1: Meet me in the tunnel, bro. <laughs> okay.
0: So we're going to talk about a few things today. Uh, All-star starters get tonight. Tonight is Thursday. Uh, we're also going to talk about, and probably, the Atlanta Hawks versus the Dallas Mavericks and some of the things going forward with both of those franchises. Great job
1: at making people stop listening right away. Well,
0: you know, they, they come for us. They just want to spend time <laughs> with us. They don't care about the topics. And uh, we're also going to talk about Mellow...
1: Yikes. I'm actually very excited Yes, me too. Especially
0: to hear
2: Justin's things on Melon. Yeah. Which are
0: always great. (laughs) It's going to be a lively, lively little uh, segment here, especially because it wasn't in in NBA Slack the other day. But 1st more on a somber tone. Uh, Victor Oladipo went down last night. Seemed pretty bad as soon as it happened. Uh, We got the news today from Shams Sharania uh, that it is a ruptured quad tendon. Uh, He's probably going to be done for the rest of the season. I guess kind of first thoughts here. Obviously, it's a bummer, but beyond that, I, I do wonder what it pretends for the for the rest of the, the season for the Pacers.
1: Well, I guess it just is a question of are they going to change direction? Yeah, and what this means for if are their front office going to just stay with this team? I mean, this team very likely would still make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Probably wouldn't do much once they got in it. The question is, what are they going to do with the off season? Mm-hmm. Their plans as of now, they are definitely leaning into, we are a win now team. Uh, I think that the Tyreek signing was like the biggest indicator of that. Everything that they did this offseason was a big indicator of that. They were trying to put things around Depot that would work because that's what they were missing last year. And they have a lot of expirings this year. It seemed like they were only going to keep getting guys who were win now. A lot of their players have looked better And have improved, which is encouraging. The timing for this is just... I mean, the timing, anyway, would have been terrible. But Sabonis has looked a lot better. Um,
2: Turner. Turner has looked a lot better defensively.
1: Phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. So everything that they've wanted to work out has kind of worked out. And even of late, Tyreek's looked a lot better. Um, It's just... It's such a bummer. But it'll be a huge bummer if they decide to change directions.
2: It sucks because they were actually, like, one of the top teams in the East. Two and a half games out of first place. 32 and 15. And this is why i think they can't really turn back the other way if that makes sense like they have they're 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 way too good to try it like tank for the second half of the season which i don't think is even something they would do um because they were still pretty good when old Depot missed some time uh earlier in the season mm-hmm. now of course he limits him being out for the entire season definitely puts a hard cap on their ceiling in the playoffs like you mentioned but i do think that they could still win a first round of series.
0: Yeah, I guess the the silver lining here, and we can get into how this is kind of a bummer for Oladipo just because of how he's been playing the past two seasons after he left OKC and just uh, kind of what it means for All-Star, which is like, it's always nice when a guy like Oladipo gets nominated for those sorts of things because I think he plays in Indiana, first of all, uh, which, you know, they don't get a lot of shine. But also it's like he went through the like two different teams to start his career and finally came on the end. It's kind of like a symbol of like all the good things that he's been doing lately. I think on the the silver lining is you get to see a little bit more for some of those young guys. Like you mentioned, Haley, I think like they have a lot of money coming off the books here. It gives us a chance to kind of see what else is there, in, in particular with Aaron Holiday, who a guy is like, I think everybody yeah. seems to be pretty high on. I don't have much of an opinion on him yet just because I haven't really watched a lot of them. But I guess if you're saying going forward that we need to build the proper context around Oladipo, now you get a glimpse. At it. It's basically what we were saying about Anthony Davis when he went down for this what now appears to be, what, one, two, four weeks. You get to see what they have.
1: Well, I think the other the other conundrum is that, so right now they're third in playoff seeding. They're only two and a half games back from the first spot. And there's virtually no way that, like, the Pistons who are in night, like, they're going to be in the playoffs. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. I would even say that they're not going to drop lower than the fifth seed.
1: I wouldn't. Maybe. Completely, yeah. I yeah. wouldn't completely like, disagree with you.
2: I don't think, I mean, maybe the Nets keep going on this run that they're having and they'll get the fifth seed and then, you know, Pacers will fall to the sixth. But the East is just so weak that they already have such a strong identity and team that they're going to stay up there, I
1: think. Here's the issue with Depot going down. So the Bucks are at the top, the Raptors are second, right? With this team exactly as it is before Oladipo was injured, nobody is going to believe that the Pacers would beat them. They're I don't know. I was I was entertaining
2: the idea. Of
1: which team? The Raptors or the Bucks?
2: I, I thought they could have given them a series, yeah.
1: They're not getting past them.
2: There was already sort of a ceiling on what they could there do. The guys currently in I we were we were talking about them making a move with that I mean not in slack about making a move with the deadline for Mike Conley perhaps and right. and how that would Perhaps give them that level that we would think that they could, you know, compete with those top teams. And now it just feels like that's not even that's like the least of their concerns. It's
1: Indiana yeah. a trade or the draft is the only way to bring another star to Depot. Mm-hmm. And so it's just like this is setting them back so much that he's going to be out for an entire season.
0: Yeah, and and like you guys said, I think they have the defense there. They're second still, uh, they're fourth in net rating. I think there is something there that they've built that will be able to sustain them throughout this run. I mean, I think the the big question is more going forward. Like, what moves do you make now? What moves do you make the next offseason? And do we need to start worrying about Victor Oladipo as a guy who maybe won't even be able to, to like reclaim the heights that he's had the past two seasons? And you saw it even before he went down. I believe he missed double-digit games with the knee injury. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much of that connects to this kind of debilitating one that he had today. I wouldn't be surprised if there are, is some cause and effect there. Uh, but well, especially think, just
1: with the way he plays
0: yeah absolutely yeah, his it's, play a, style. it's a great point and I do wonder if that's going to linger even on into like the next season or even past that what you really have because they are an old people have run team uh, he's been really great in the clutch for them for instance even though his shooting percentage has been down so you've already seen signs that like if he's not going to be that guy I don't know what you do there there's a little bit of more doubt than like w- maybe we should have had previously
1: I just hope they're not Super reactionary, the organization, because I would like to see. Let's see if Tyreek can keep playing at this level. Let's see how much further Miles Turner can go. Mm -hmm. This is a pretty solid base. It's not nearly enough at the top, but. I just really, really think it'd be a mistake to be reactionary to this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm
2: also interested in how Aaron Holiday does. Like, he, the few minutes he had earlier in the season, he looked really good. Yeah. And there was even rumors that they were willing, they were trying to trade Corey Joseph and or one of Corey Joseph or Darren Collison because they wanted to give Aaron Holiday more minutes. And well, now he's going to get more minutes you know, through unfortunate situation. So that'll be interesting to see.
0: Yeah, we'll, we'll see what goes on there. I personally would advocate for for getting rid of some of these expiring contracts. It's only because like mm-hmm. you're in the position where you're probably going to have to overpay to keep them. Uh, there's going to be a lot of money available on the open market this summer, what we're expecting, and not a lot of players to sign them. So I do wonder if a guy like Thad Young, who's going to be 31, might get a richer deal than you're going to want to sign. It's the type of deal yeah. that like I wouldn't want to sign a player to. Uh, and there are a few of those guys up and down the roster. Tyreek has been pretty average most of the season, even though he's come on a little bit later. Bogd- uh, Boyan, geez, I always get the Bogdanovichs mixed yeah. up. Um, but again, 29. This team is, they're kind of reaching their expiration date. And so yeah. that's the issue. There. They're kind of up against the clock in a way that I don't think we'd expect them to be. Yeah, right, and
1: it's not the same advantage for other, for some other franchises that, to have all that space in free agency because again, they're not a huge free yeah. agency destination.
2: Yeah. I also, don't know if this changes or I don't know uh, what they'll they're going to do with Miles Turner or Sabonis Mm. because it seems like they're going to they're trying to play them together and they've had a few stretches as of late where they've looked decent together but it does feel like one of of them is going to have to be the guy that they pick the big that they had that they keep and that they pay well they already paid Turner but you know like and I don't know if this somehow changes that with old people going out. and I'm,
1: I think if, any, if anything, it gives them more time to figure it out.
2: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it does set a different kind of date for them, if that makes sense, because they have to be more patient. They're forced to be more patient now. But then that ties into what you're saying, which is they have these guys who are 29, 30, like that young, 31, which they don't know what
0: to do with. Right. And Sabonis, I believe, I think next year is the last year of his rookie contract. So he'll be up for an extension this summer and going into November. So I do wonder what they'll do. I do wonder... I guess, kind of, uh, this is another small silver lining, but like maybe Sabonis sneaks into the All Star game to take Oladipo's place. Because as we've seen lately, the East uh, All Star lineup is <laughs> pretty grim. Uh, and we could talk about that one right now here. Uh, I, we'll find out the starters tonight, which is Thursday. Uh, we'll also find out the captains, which I believe is mostly dictated by fan voting, but the rest of it is fan voting, media voting, player voting, fans get 50%. Uh, Of the total, uh, media is 25%. Players are 25%. It's pretty bad in the East right now. (laughs) Uh, Just to give you just a glimpse at who's leading the voting based on third returns, uh, it's Giannis, who's the leading vote-getter, I believe, overall. Kawhi, Embiid, Kyrie, and Dwayne Wade. Uh, That's in the East. And in the West, LeBron, Luca, our guy, Paul George, Steph, and Derrick Rose for some reason. Um, I guess... General thoughts. Do you guys care about All-Star to begin with? <laughs> it's probably a good place to start.
1: I don't know. I, I guess it depends on what you mean care about. I sure. definitely think it's more entertaining now that they have captains selecting. Like
2: They're going to televise the draft too.
1: YMCA yep. style. It's televised. We sure. see what order they're picked in. I think that that makes it a lot more fun. I've said this a lot and I really don't mean it in a curmudgeon way. I just don't think that we should have All-Star on the same level as the other awards that we give out, mm. with it being such a high percentage fan voting, and with the way that fans vote, I mean, you see like Dwayne Wade in there, you see Derrick Rose in there, it's kind of like they're doing it not based on basketball.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They're doing it based on the
1: storyline, and
0: and that's kind of one of the essential questions. It's always been about it: is it more for the fans? Is it an event just to put on like a a show, a spectacle, Mm -hmm. or is it just? Should it be based purely on merit? Should it? Because that's why
1: we have All NBA. It is it is definitely for the fans, but I think that my my only problem with it is kind of when I am writing something and Mm -hmm. I put he's a five time All Star. Yes, going forward, like that only is relevant. In the context of someone being a popular player.
2: I would say though that while I agree with that, I think there there might be, I don't know what that threshold is, but there is a a number, I think, where we get to that number and then it becomes okay, this is this is meaningful. Like if you're like two time all-star and this guy made it in twice because of like popularity board or whatever, and not actually like merit. But if you if it's like a five time guy or a seven time guy, then you're like, okay, like that means something. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't think I don't think it has that like I, I think I agree with you in that it carries less weight than we maybe think but I think if there's repetition over time of multiple appearances then that should tell you something.
1: I think if anything I just think it means less and less. Yeah. And then like the Wade and Rose thing is just such a like slap in the face to this <laughs> season. I'm just like you couldn't have there's no one more eligible, really, like, especially in the West.
0: Yeah. Well, that's what happened with Kobe, too, right? I mean, his last season. Kobe, I mean, Jordan's last season basically yeah. got in based on that. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of it. it. Was The starters are definitely fraught. I mean, it gets a little bit better because coaches uh, decide the reserves, but even then, they'll, like, nominate guys that you wouldn't expect. There's usually one or two guys in each class where it's like, I can kind of see it, but there were probably, like, two or three guys that are probably more worthy of that spot. Uh, and also, like, it... it results in people getting bigger bonuses. Anthony Davis memorably uh, didn't get put on an All-NBA team, but also I believe he didn't get... Uh, All-Star starter that year and thus lost uh, what would have been an extra 5% of the salary cap. Right, it should definitely not
1: be in contracts. That's insane.
0: Which was always a difficult matter because as a media and you're voting on it, you essentially get to dictate whether or not this person gets more money, which should never be in the hands of like anybody. And makes it really uncomfortable when you have to tell them, like, yeah, I didn't really vote for you. Um, I can't remember. I think I voted for him.
1: Have you told somebody that?
0: To no, you go up no I, think it gets, I think it's public. Oh, right, right, yeah. If he really cared, he could have looked up to see like yeah. what I did. I thought I you meant you cared. told
1: him to his face. I'm pretty <laughs> sure
0: I, I made it pretty public. I respect that. Um, it's he, been a while. Yeah, wow. <laughs> voting. But I don't know. Like, I think you could see the discrepancy in between just like the fan voting, first of all, and then, like for instance, what Kevin O'Connor put on the site the other day. I think there's... In terms of just starters, since that's what we'll figure out tonight, I think there's like one spot in each of the conferences because even though we are going to do the, the um, captain's picking teams here, they're still divvying up votes based on conferences. Uh, I think it is interesting. There's like one spot where it's like, it can go any way. For, in terms of locks in the East, I would say Kyrie, Embiid, Giannis, Kawhi, all agreed. Mm-hmm. But yes. then that last spot, which has to be a guard spot, Which, what is a guard to begin with? I have no idea. But, like, who do you give that to? I I would give it to the
2: ultimate guard.
0: Who's that? Bradley (laughs) Beal. Ultimate guard? (laughs) Like, like,
2: you're like, what is a guard? He is a guard. He is a shooting guard. Yeah, that's true. You know, and I think he's been really good, especially without John Wall. So, I would give it to Bradley Beal, personally. I'm going
1: Kemba.
0: Not the ultimate guard? Not the ultimate guard. I'm (laughs)
1: taking the the penultimate guard.
0: (laughs) I will now forever refer to him as that. Yeah. Kemba's an interesting one. Definitely like the the Hornets have slumped a little bit here. I believe they're eighth right now in the Eastern Conference. I think if anything... Seventh.
1: All-Star over All-NBA is worthwhile because Kemba should not make All-NBA. It's a different...
0: How
2: much... I'm curious. How much do you guys... Factor into your picks how
0: the team is doing. Well, a yeah, bit. so in
1: all star, it's not nearly as much. Uh, probably me, personally,
0: probably because there are more spots, I guess, in all star. Right. What is all NBA fifteen? Where we're giving up twenty four in all star, so you could be a little bit more lenient. I I factor it in when like it comes down to the West, for instance, and we're just like haggling over like. Like a well, percentage point in assist rate or something right. like that. Like that, sure. then it starts to matter. So, Anthony Davis, not in your, not in your starting five. Well, that's.
1: <laughs> hey, you didn't vote for him?
0: <laughs> that's an interesting question because that's another big. Wait, one who's in, your
1: guard for the East?
0: I would probably lean Simmons. That's a smart pick. Which yeah. is what KOC had too. I, it's that's tough.
1: why weight is like so crazy. Well, there that's just three because that, it's, that it's all it's, makes it's sense. It's
0: all a fan, like,
2: farewell vote. Like yes. that's all it is, and I, this is the I problem. Don't, I, don't think I think anybody with players, the right mind
0: is like Dwayne Wade has been amazing. He this should season. just
1: manufacture like thirty thousand jerseys, trade with everyone.
0: <laughs> like Ryan's <running laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Rams jersey that he got from China for like five dollars. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's, uh, I don't know. I don't feel good about the Simmons vote. I would vote like four different players in the West over him. Yeah, uh, well, that's to the start thing the too.
2: Yeah. would you guys be like? Because I know this re- idea has been kicked ar- kicked around. Is like scrapping conferences for the all-star. Yes. There's selection. no reason that
0: there should be. At like, least for the starters, right? Or anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, I imagine it, it stems from the same reason they don't switch it for overall, which is like which East teams and executives and sure. co- and uh, owners would ever agree to that. Like right. it looks good if they have an all-star and it looks good for Charlotte, for instance, if Kemba Walker starting in the all-star game. Yeah. So I, I don't know if it would ever pass. Um, yeah, I would go Simmons. I don't feel great about it. Mm-hmm. Oladipo would definitely have been in the mix if he's healthy. And, he, and before that, there, there were issues like if he had enough games played. Yeah. Um, other than that, there just aren't a lot of like, qualifying guards, which is really just shows you the, the dearth of talent in the East here, where like half the teams aren't even like, worthy of the spot in the NBA. And uh, the West is the, is the front court, though. Uh, You have currently, let's see here, Stephen Harden, I think we could all agree, are pretty much locks, or they should be locks, if not for Derrick Rose or whoever the hell is going to get in. Uh, Anthony Davis, KD, and Jokic are who Kevin picked. What do you guys think? I think actually maybe even two of those spots can change.
1: Oh, this makes me want to vomit. (laughs) 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 I would keep it the same, and I'm so sorry, LeBron. I never thought this day would come but he's just missed so many games. Missed a lot of games. Oh, God. I feel so dirty But you would keep the other, that.
0: Which other two would you keep in, amongst AD and KD? AD,
1: KD, Jokic, yeah.
0: Okay. I would do AD, KD, Paul George. Yeah, George is going to be the interesting one. It's yeah. really tough to leave him out. I also right. wonder, like, would you put him in over Steph? Like, just because of the missed games? You know, no, because, like, there's another
2: level to Steph that when he's on the court... And ha- how he's looked when he has played that, mm-hmm. I it, this is kind of maybe a little hypocritical and in, 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 in changing my like parameters, if you will. But it it's so above everything else that I that you see that
0: it transcends like the missed games. I think with stuff in particular. Yeah, I would see this is where I would knock AD for for wins, mm-hmm. and maybe give someone like Jokic the nod sure. simply because of that. I think this is where like because starter versus reserve like in the grand scheme of things, doesn't really make much of a difference at all. Ultimately, probably gets skewed based on fan vote more than anything, just because, like, or popularity, and then it gets into this whole dicey conversation about what is an all-star. I would probably go Jokic, Katie, LeBron, if only because the Lakers have stayed in the playoff conversation when LeBron is healthy. Mm -hmm. I don't feel great about that. I would just it's let Aaron Fox play and yeah. start the All Star <laughs> game. Uh, but one of the interesting ones, I do think, is Luka being so high up there in the fan voting. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Maybe like Madrid comes out in full force in Slovenia. Yeah. And like, I mean, Dallas is a big market. And so, but all of a sudden, he's just as popular as like LeBron James, which is insane. Right. I mean, he's, you have to think about it this way. He was already
2: coming into the league as a teenager yep. with a,
0: international fan base behind them that could be the case or they're just like working the google machines and like i mean <laughs> they're, they're just like really active online voters
1: are are you accusing the, are, them of making like Rus- russian style bots
0: they could i wouldn't put it past them <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> for i luca. mean
0: i would do it for luca
1: <laughs> to fix this election. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah I don't think he should be a starter or I don't even know if he should be in the All-Star game. Yeah,
1: you just said he shouldn't. He's not in your starting lineup.
2: Yeah, no, no. I'm just saying like, I get why the voting is this high, but I, like, I do think that there is value to how much we just converse about these players. Like, not that Ringer NBA is like representative of a larger sample, but we have probably, he's probably one of our three most talked about players this season, just in terms of what we are discussing. So, I mean, if that correlates out to, you know, not just Twitter, but a, the voting body of the fans, then yeah. that makes sense. Well, it's
1: kind of the opposite of like Wade and Rose and being reminiscent of them. It's exciting and it's new.
0: Yeah. I think it's actually pretty interesting to get a glimpse at what like fans think. And that the there are, this is definitely fraught. Because, like, I don't know how these votes are getting tabulated. They can't do it on Twitter anymore because Justin Bieber got involved. And all of a sudden, like, the Raptors (laughs) players were, like, just through the roof in terms of voting. But... I think it's like representative like, we know that Dwayne Wade shouldn't be there. We know Derrick Rose shouldn't be there. Luca, most likely not, shouldn't be a starter. Maybe he's a reserve. But all of a sudden, you start to see where people are gravitating to. And it almost like it gets me out of my little bubble to yeah. think that, like, yeah, Dwayne Wade is a superstar right. who is beloved and plays in a Miami market that's among one of the bigger ones. Are
2: you surprised at all that Giannis is not just in, in as a starter being voted by the fans, but also like one of the top vote getters because yeah, it, there is a sense that I'm still thinking about he's in Milwaukee and like, that's not a big market. And like, yeah, he's amazing. And he's very much like a highlight creator, which has a lot of, um, I think currency these days in some ways. And, but, but I'm just sort of surprised by that in terms of just the market. Cause I, I didn't think he had that, huge following in that sense.
0: Yeah, that's a great point. I, I don't really get a good read on him. I get the sense that based on like some of the merchandising sales they release from the NBA, that he is pretty popular.
1: Well, he also has an international following.
0: Yeah. yeah. And I think it, it speaks to this whole thing like, like how big is the NBA internationally and how many these votes are coming internationally. Some
1: people really transcend their market and he's one of yeah. them. Kemba's an example of someone who doesn't.
0: <laughs> yes. We never <laughs> talk about Kemba. Uh, they're just not very good. Uh, I... I, I think Charlotte is the smallest. I think it might be New Orleans actually, but New Orleans, Charlotte, Memphis are among the smallest. So
1: I forget what podcast I was listening to the other day, but they were talking about which was the saddest team in the NBA that you felt like the most sorry for. Dang. And somebody said Charlotte, I wish I could remember. And I just totally agreed. It's like them or the Pistons. Like they're
2: Pistons. Just, pistons for me. Yeah. We're not pistons. talking
1: about them for multiple reasons, but both of them are just so stuck.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I the Pistons would be that choice for me, just because. I mean, I don't know if everybody saw the Blake Griffin, Reggie Jackson video last night. Yeah, what if that pushes
1: them to trading for Mike Conley?
2: I mean, sure, why not do it? I would not wish that upon Please Mike Conley, that.
1: That would
0: but be amazing. hey, that was uh, amazing. Is a- to
1: play with this Blake? Finally, get off Reggie Jackson hmm That's exciting.
0: And this, I actually like Charlotte. I spent some time there during the playoff series. I think like-
1: Well, yeah, Charlotte's lovely, good barbecue, <laughs> nice people. <laughs> but that's not what we're talking about. The
0: other issue there, I guess, the difference between Detroit and Charlotte is Charlotte is in the South and thus is a little bit more football leaning. Charlotte is very much a Panthers town. And so I think, think there's just not much of a of a fan base to draw from there. And like the the team left for a while and then came back, so there's that kind of divorce. But there there is a certain nostalgia for that like adorable bumblebee mascot that they have. Which yeah, I think is really sure. nice. Um, speaking of all stars, I'm gonna make this transition. It's not gonna work, but we're gonna go with it anyways. Guys, did you know that the Golden State Warriors are playing the, the Washington Wizards tonight? Rough. I think we're gonna call this the watch of the night. Let's what do, do you guys? It. I am really excited about. The Washington Wizards going forward. I think Bradley Beal, the yeah. what did we call him, the ultimate guard? <laughs> the ultimate guard. We need to get a ringer t-shirt <laughs> off of that. But I am super excited about this team. We were watching on a Sunday, I believe, uh Beal just go off in Toronto in that overtime game. They're one of the best watches currently. I think I'm not just saying that because this the is a Warriors. No, I'm talking about the Wizards. Did How I say the Warriors to again?
1: How about Tomas Am I right? Wow. I
0: know. Yeah. You should if read only about you him. you could
1: read about him on TheRinger.com. <laughs> you
0: should go do it.
1: Extensively. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, but no, I think there's just something about that team. There's like a little bit more of a spirit. Uh, and I think they're also yeah. really interesting to watch leading into the trade deadline because if they just kind of, they flub it over the next couple of weeks as we you know uh, The Athletic reported the other day, I think there's a chance that like maybe Otto Porter is back on the table.
1: It's really, really fun to watch. Bradley Beal when he has this energy.
0: Agreed. It's almost like he should be the center of the team. Yeah, <laughs> imagine that. Imagine that. Um, that game is on TNT tonight at 5 p.m. Pacific. We don't do Eastern time here, so you can make the math yourself. And remember, if you watch every NBA game, subscribe to NBA League Pass on NBA.com, Amazon, or your local cable or satellite provider. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to talk about, I guess, the Hawks and the Mavericks for a little bit.
1: The Ringer NBA show is sponsored by Brilliant Earth. Create your own custom engagement ring from a variety of ethically sourced diamonds, gemstones, metal types, and settings, all at BrilliantEarth.com. Brilliant Earth offers custom engagement rings, wedding rings, vintage rings, as well as earrings, bracelets, and necklaces with exclusive designs you can't find anywhere else. Their master jewelers bring to life designs from award-winning designers with exceptional quality and craftsmanship. Brilliant Earth is the global leader in ethically sourced fine jewelry. They go above and beyond the current industry standards to offer beyond conflict-free diamonds along with fine jewelry crafted from recycled precious metals. Brilliant Earth also donates 5% of profits to help build a brighter future in communities impacted by the jewelry industry. To ensure a stress-free purchasing experience, Brilliant Earth offers free shipping and returns on all U.S. orders as well as flexible payment options. I'm on the Brilliant Earth website right now, and I'm looking at the Topaz Twist Pendant, which is a necklace, and it's beautiful, and I think I'm going to get it because I'm a November baby. Shout out, Scorpios. Just in time for Valentine's Day, if you purchase an engagement ring, you'll also receive a complimentary pair of their gorgeous diamond earring studs. To see terms for a special offer and to shop all of Brilliant Earth's selections, just go to brilliantearth.com slash NBA. That's BrilliantEarth.com slash RingerNBA.
0: We're back. Guys, we just want to talk about some really important teams here. This has been a heated discussion in the Ringer bullpen between one Paulo Getty, one Haley O'Shaughnessy. Uh, on one side, we have the Dallas Mavericks led by your Luka Doncic. Your, the royal your, like the world's your. Yes. Um, probably one of the best rookies ever ever. Uh, Maybe an all star, as we just discussed.
1: In uh, my corner.
0: <laughs> that's your corner. Okay. Uh, clearly, they have a lot of potential going forward with him, but I do wonder what they're going to put around him. In the other corner, Paulo's corner, <laughs> just Paulo, were, we're dropping the O'Getty. uh Yes. The Atlanta Hawks, who traded the rights to Luka Doncic for Trey Young, have a lot of other good young guys, John Collins, uh, Kevin Huerta, uh, and a bunch of draft picks going forward. The debate here is which team as, I guess, the best runway going forward? I just want to say, I don't like the adversarial
2: nature of this because I'm <laughs> pro-Luca. Like, as pro-Luca as you can get. So that's, that is not the argument here. That is not how people content I voting works. for
1: him to just turn all their attention to you. <laughs> I'm
2: very much pro-Luca. I just want to say that out front. So I'm not anti the Mavericks and what they're doing.
1: Yeah, Paolo it was just posed a thought. this as a question. Yeah, he he texted me the other day and thought, what did you say?
2: I said... Kind of random or weird question: What if the Hawks actually have a better situation or core going forward than the Mavericks? Do? Is this what you guys are texting about? And, yeah, and like I at night?
1: <laughs>
2: like, are you okay? <laughs> yeah. It was no, just, but I just it. a random thought in the middle of the night. I and appreciate the diligence. And I I know that that's hard to sort of parse through and really think about because Luca is already such a transcendent talent. But I'm just looking at this Mavericks team, and I don't know what they're going to do around him. Now, granted, that may become more clear in the next few months and next year, which it should, given that they have a talent like that. But it seems like with the Hawks, and we've seen it as of late, they've really come on as of late. They have an identity. They have a system. They have a young coach who is willing to put in the time to develop these players. It's the Mavericks. I don't know if they do. And they have a good front office. A, a lot of people from the Warriors came to the Hawks. And Trey Young has like good in some spurts, tough in other spurts. But <laughs> he has ke- he Kevin Herter. You have John Collins. You have another chance at a top three pick probably. I don't, I just, there's something about it that feels very progressive. And I do think that they they still need that Luca type star. I don't think, I don't think Trey. I don't know if Trey's can be that or maybe he will at some point. But in just in thinking about those two situations, I just wonder, it's more of an indictment on, I guess not an indictment, but more of a curiosity about what the Mavs are going to do around, around Luca.
1: Well, I think, you know, maybe we'll see the same kind of um, change in Trey that we did in second year De'Aaron. But I just think that their timelines are so different. So that's why it's hard to compare. Sure. Already, Cuban is looking at Luca as, okay, like, great, we can pivot away from tanking. I hated that. Mm-hmm. And they are very much already in a win-now situation not necessarily that they have the pieces but that's their mindset I mean look at who they've surrounded him by the only other young person they have was rumored to be in trades mm-hmm. last week Dennis um, Jr right. and who knows like it seems kind of like he's unhappy even though now they're like outwardly rekindling it um I'm not sure what's gonna happen with that. In the offseason, but also the Mavericks have a lot available to them this offseason in terms of cap space. Mm -hmm. And I don't think it's going to be difficult for them to sign somebody.
0: Yeah, I think it's an interesting look at just like the expectations you kind of foist upon yourself by making some of these moves. Luca hits immediately and all of a sudden you're kind of expected to do something with that. I think they have a golden opportunity. I mean, we talk about this a lot because I think Kevin Clark and the NFL kind of like the the tracks for this, that when you have a star on a rookie contract, you could do so much else with all those means. Like in the NFL, you could spread it around your defense, all this other stuff. You've seen with the Sixers, and we've talked about this, Ben Simmons being on his rookie contract. They can go out this summer and they still have enough cap space, I believe, if they get rid of Markel Fultz, to go add a, a fourth guy to what they've already right. existed and still have Jimmy Butler. And so... You, they've almost put pressure on themselves by nailing that Luka pick. Uh, I think the thing with them is there's always been a question, are they a cap space team or is this the type of team that should have probably built through the draft a long time ago? Mm-hmm. And like Haley mentioned, they're going to have a lot of money available, but who are they signing exactly? And so yep. how does that affect what they're going to have? Because if they don't dig themselves out of kind of the trenches here, they're not going to have the draft pick because it's top five protected.
1: I think that the way to look at this is Comparing it to last year with, with Donovan Mitchell, right? Mm. He like broke all these records, shocked everybody. Nobody was expecting Utah to suddenly build this team around him. Mm-hmm. That would be very, very difficult for Utah to do. Whereas with the Mavericks, I do think they have the ability to do that. I think that they're a lot bigger draw as an organization than we're giving them credit for. I don't know how players personally feel about cuban but i mean there's some evidence that they i mean chandler parsons used to go to the club with him
0: right you know what i mean like
1: there are (laughs) far worse owners in bigger markets that you don't want anything to do with um playing with luca is an enormous draw you know players can see that already i think that they've been smart in the past they've been smart with players that they've surrounded um centerpieces with texas has no income tax um it's not LA or Miami, but it is a great franchise and it has a great fan base. Yeah. There's the I, history there that I think that normally we only give to places like Boston or LA like younger players especially now mm-hmm. see the Mavericks as a good organization.
2: I wonder if players are going to want to be second pieces to a team where you have a 20-year-old yeah. as a leader of the team. Like, right. What types of players are going to accept that reality? And like you just mentioned, there are plenty of things that could allure, you, allure players to the Mavericks. At the same time, you know, maybe not not everybody might be cut out for seeding to a 20-year-old.
0: Yeah, and I think a big thing is you see a lot of these guys who want to go play together. It's usually because they've laid those seeds like when they were 12 and AAU and all these guys are friends. We talk about Anthony Davis. Hey, maybe he go might go to Boston. I don't think that's even a question if Kyrie Irving is there because those guys get along so well. Uh, so I think... That is a, an important part of it. We don't factor in yeah. that a lot of these guys are just friends who've been playing with each other forever. Uh, on the other side of things, I do think it's really interesting that the Hawks have built this kind of really exciting context for him. If anything, they traded having one star players and all the good that and bad that come with them with having like just endless opportunity. And mm-hmm. it's a, it's a weird balance because like Luca on one hand. Uh, provides you just the cornerstone that you can go forward with and like you just put the right guys around him and all of a sudden you have a title contender for the next decade on the other hand you have all these different pieces but like you don't have the one piece and so I'm wondering like would you rather have the one and nothing else or would you just have everything else but not the one
1: I think definitely the one because what you have right now with the Hawks I think not best case scenario, worst case scenario, but right in the middle is like Young Clippers right now. Uh Whereas you think about like the best franchise in how many years, you know, arguably the best team in history grew from the ground up, drafted Steph Curry, Mm -hmm. drafted Klay Thompson. You know what I mean? Like, I think that getting someone in Young and figuring out what to do around it with someone who's as talented as Luca, like is 100 out of 100 times the answer.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's hard because I always think about the league this way, and I talk about it this way. They it is very much superstar driven, and and that is the key to winning, getting that superstar. But I don't know. There is something about the Hawks that I find alluring in the sense that they, one of the you know, like I said, I think Trae Young is still a TBD, mm-hmm. but they the the groundwork is there for a player to. I don't know if it will be free agency down the line, but or for some for a player to come in and become. That Donrin Mitchell type piece. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Or and, they could just draft Zion. Right. I mean, that's the thing I was going to say is they're going to have two top 10 picks. most Potentially, likely. yeah. Potentially two top 10 picks. And because of the flattened odds going into this draft, they have a even better shot at their you know at their first pick going in the top 3 or maybe even top in top 1. What, I think, if, what if they I get I think Zion? your best
1: argument is not necessarily the young core but the picks they have going forward because well, if you put like someone like Zion in with that mix then yeah that's extremely attractive.
0: What I think is really interesting is that all of that would have existed for the Hawks if, it, and they could have just had Luca. Like, if they just didn't make the Luca trade, they could have had Don Collins and I believe Quarter, They they had that pick regardless of what sure. happened with Dallas, uh, is, and then some of these other guys point. that they picked in the back. Yeah. So they just wouldn't have. Two, they just wouldn't have two picks in the that's
2: coming. draft. but again, yeah. Luca kind of transcends that because he's been so good. So I, I do wonder if you
0: asked them, you know, on like Truth Serum or something, if they. Yeah. They like and listen, Trey, regardless of all the kind of good and bad that he's had up and down this year, you know, he has the MIGO stamp of approval. And that's really something oh you can't yes. put a price on. Uh, we're going to take another really quick break and then we're going to go and talk about Mello once and for all for the last time ever. With two-thirds of guys experiencing noticeable hair loss by age 35, most guys assume losing their hair is inevitable as they age. Some don't care, some shave their head, some embrace hats, but what they don't know is that there are FDA-approved medications designed to stop hair loss and even regrow hair. That's why we're excited to partner with our sponsor, Roman. Roman makes it easy to get safe, FDA-approved hair loss treatment, all from your phone or computer. And when you go to getroman.com slash ringermba, your online visit is free. Consult with a U.S.-licensed physician through their secure online platform. No awkward conversations with receptionists or reading bad magazines in the waiting rooms. Once your doctor ensures that treatment will be safe and effective for you, Roman's dedicated pharmacy can ship your medication to you with free two-day shipping and discreet packaging. If you're noticing unwanted hair loss, starting treatment early is key, and Roman can help. And today, Roman is giving The Ringer MBA Show listeners a free online visit at getroman.com slash ringermba. That's getroman.com slash ringermba for a free visit to get started. Go to getroman.com ringermba. And we're back for one last time. Let's talk about
1: Melo. Now I feel like you and I are debating.
0: Yeah, well, we could throw Paolo in here, too. I, I don't care about Melo. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, our guy, Carmelo Anthony, finally left the Rockets. You would have thought that he left the Rockets, let's say, two months ago, but he wasn't. He was playing pool and doing other things on Instagram. Fishing. Yes. Fishing. Uh, while still being on the Rockets roster, they traded him last week to the Chicago Bulls, essentially just to get off his luxury tax money. Uh unfortunately, James Nunnally uh, was lost in the process. R.I.P. James Nunnally. Uh, who, got too that was bullshit.
1: <laughs> yeah. I felt so bad. That was,
0: I did not I didn't. I, didn't. <laughs> I mean, they could just sign him again in like a yeah. couple days. Uh, but the big question here going forward, I think, is what what is left for one Carmelo Anthony? I think Kaylee had some really strong opinions that there is... I, the sense I guys, you still think that there's something left for this guy.
1: I have a lot of pity for for players... And not necessarily mellow in this exact sense, but for players who are put into a position that they are not equipped to handle, and then they are totally hated for it. The yep. best example is Austin Rivers yeah. on the Clippers. I mean, first he of all— He got dogged
0: by just, like, the conversation about him rather than his actual— I think, Exactly.
1: He had too yeah. many minutes. His dad was the coach. Like, he was totally set up for— to not handle the role that he was given. Yep. With Melo, I mean, he basically put it on himself. He was not willing to accept a smaller role. He made such a big deal of wanting to be a starter, um even when he got to the Rockets in the beginning, he was saying that. I mean, ba- all the way back in OKC, the things that he was Saying we're just ridiculous. He laughed in that press conference (laughs) where they asked if he would consider coming off the bench. It's like, look at what your buddy Dwayne Wade's doing. Yeah. You know, like it's it's okay to age well. And when you set that standard, you probably won't. Mm -hmm. I mean, look at his game. But here's my argument. Mello could still help a team in an appropriately reduced role with a change of heart. I don't think he's going to have a change of heart. And that's what's such a bummer, but I could name 20 guys in the league right now that he could be more helpful than.
0: Yeah. My my <laughs> my counter is more of like a pedantic sort of thing, whereas I wonder how much of it has been willingness versus inability. Uh, I do think that Mel is the type of player when in a different era, he might not have had the sort of success that he had throughout his career. He's essentially a volume scorer. And while... I think we diminish that a little bit more than we should. I think that that skill is just like super important. And I think you could see that in the way that like guys revere him. Like, I think that when the most of the league agrees that this guy is kind of a killer as a scorer, like we should kind of take note of that and realize that there are certain things that, um, that pretends and like that kind of uh, that, that, how that helps a team that might not show up in a stat sheet. But I do wonder if, that sort of game will not be able to be condensed into limited minutes, and so if you, it essentially comes down to the math where it's like if you were in efficiency but taking a lot of shots, that's fine because you can get points that way. But if you're doing it in fewer minutes, that just means you're a bad player. Yeah, well, and, and also then, when, especially when you're a minus on the defensive
2: end,
1: oh, so right, p- you're, n- you're not bringing bigger anything out, yeah. which in the
2: playoffs yeah. gets exacerbated. Yeah.
1: The Knicks did not do him any favors because they just let him continue playing as he had. There are other people who had similar style games who realized that they needed to tweak things to age appropriately. Whereas he stayed with the Knicks, his ego stayed with the Knicks for so long, even after it was not helpful, that he never really changed. He was averaging 30 minutes in his time with the Rockets. That Mm -hmm. is insane. He's never going to help you at, in that large of a role. And plus, you know, they were having a really hard time and bringing him in at that point in the season was kind of like, oh, this is our fix. And he yeah. really like can't put all of that on him. As a player, as a person and personality, this is like completely his fault. He didn't want to leave the league. Like he, he was so obsessed with his pride and with his legacy that now he is probably going to leave the league as a punchline.
2: The corner that I'm sneaking out for myself in this argument is that I, I get why, from a basketball perspective, we have to, you know, kind of rag on him for not adjusting, not aging well, and not, like, being willing to take on a lesser role. The human side of me is, like, this guy had to have this sort of confidence, this sort of ego to even get to where he was in the mm-hmm. league. And that's not just to him to many superstars, but with him specifically, it seems like, kind of like you said, it continued on in New York and it just built on that foundation that he already had of being like a player that was elite, you know, an elite scorer. And I think when you have that, it's very hard to completely change from that, from like a human perspective. And then at the same time, you know, I think that the opinion of him is not like I I I don't I don't think it will matter in ten years like my, unless
1: you're like t- twenty one and under like this is not what you're going to remember from Melo.
2: right I just don't think that we're going to think about in five to ten years we're not going to think about how it ended we're just going to see that Melo had a bunch of points and got a lot of money and just had a r- NBA career without a ring and that's it and, he's, and I, yeah. he's probably a Hall of Famer
0: yeah ex- he, he defined definitely is. he definitely like defined an era in right. the NBA like he Dwayne Wade. LeBron, all those guys. That was like they were some of the most important players for over a decade. Uh, I don't think we're actually even arguing so much as like pointing out like why specifically he isn't working. And I think to Haley's point, like Houston wasn't the proper context for him to really like show whether or not he could transition into a lesser role. Uh, I do think like they had all those injuries and all of a sudden he was playing way too many minutes and then his defense got exposed. I would, I, I do think that perhaps he deserves a second chance, but I also think that uh, one of the big things from quants and like stats-based guys like John Holler back in the day was always that we we give too much credence to reputation and guys who had done it in the past and give them too many chances when, in actuality, we probably should be giving more chances to guys without those names, like guys like Daniel House. And I think it's really interesting that a team like Houston made that decision. Yeah. The big question going forward, I think, is... <laughs> yeah,
1: but Houston's the same team that signed Chris Paul until he's, like, 50.
0: Yeah, no, I think you still need stars. But, like, the guys that fill out the roster. Like, giving the James Nunleys yeah. like, the Well, I think the what thing is, like,
1: looking to people who are established, who you think can pull it off. Obviously, that's, well, like still a more realistic yeah. level. But at the yeah. same time, like, they are going to be paying for him and well into his 30s. Sure,
0: sure the contract itself is bad. Chris Paul's production when healthy is still very good. Mm-hmm. I think that would be the distinction. This is a Joe Harris league now. It's not a Mel. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that, that's what it is. I love my bearded brethren. Uh, do we see any team that you guys would want God, to I take a chance on him? doesn't
1: go to the Lakers. No.
0: Well, that seems like the most likely outcome here, but yeah. which be would be, be great for content. Having
1: him to save a team.
2: I would really like to see him in San Antonio. Yeah, that's a good one. Because they are a team that has... A really good system. Obviously, Popovich. I don't know if Pop could survive having (laughs) to coach Melo, but I do think that the way they've catered their system to their starters, as in DeMar and LaMarcus, in the mid-range, and then their bench as more of the three-point-oriented guys, I think could make Melo valuable in some way,
0: in just Mm -hmm. the way they utilize the mid-range. I do think it's interesting that San Antonio is the litmus test. I was just going to say that. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Basically, if you could survive in San Antonio, yeah. you're, you're okay in our like books. Like, send yeah. Wiggins
1: there. I want to see what
0: he's going to do. <laughs> send Dennis Smith Jr. there. All, all, the, all the outcasts. I think he would be interesting in a couple places. Uh, I think Portland is one yeah. team that like like talked about maybe adding him before he went to the Thunder. I think that's the type of move Portland can make and say that we tried to shake something up without actually trading CJ McCollum, uh, which we wouldn't want to happen because then CJ will just... Subtweet the ringer again. Um, I think that would be interesting. I think, and then Golden State Warriors. I think just Adam, throw them in there, and then wow. like what? I think it's just I love like it. if we're, we have five all stars. Why not have I love six it. guys with, with I hear giant reputation? All
1: stars again. <laughs>
0: yeah, so that's the theme of this episode, Haley. Go. Can we put that as the uh, show title? These fucking all
1: stars. <laughs>
0: Man, that would be
2: fun. I mean, that would be fun from like a attention and like no, just that
1: would not be fun <laughs> no, at but,
2: all. But but think about it; they have nothing to lose, right? And it would be the most
1: whose minutes is he taking?
2: I, I mean, just put him on the bench yeah, and just, just have him just hang
0: out just with like. Out.
1: Actually, I do want him to go to Golden State so we can finally get that ring.
0: Got to put a ring on it. All right, that's it for this episode of Group Chat. Enjoy the All Star voting, and we will talk to you next week. Basketball is very good. Basketball is very good.